0: Episode number 67. can't pull that off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe.
1: And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt.
0: You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions Podcast.
1: Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life.
0: Let's get into the show. Hello. Hey.
1: How you doing? Good.
0: Good. I'm good now that I have some banana bread in me. So last week it was pound cake. Yeah. This week it's...
1: Banana bread. Banana brand. Yeah, I didn't have any nuts, though.
0: Yeah. And, I made it. And if listeners are wondering, hey, man, it's kind of quiet in the cafe these last few We're in the virtual
1: weeks. cafe this week.
0: We're not. We're in the studio, the studio studio this time around, because um, it's the summer holiday, isn't it? So we're accommodating. But yes. We're, yeah, but we'll be back. Last in the, week, last yeah, week. Last. Is it the last week?
1: Last week of summer holidays. Is
0: it? All right. Very good. And then I the like
1: kids it. go back.
0: And then they all head back, which means the roads are going to not be good. Which I like it when school, summer holidays. Cause this, is, this is no the traffic.
1: equation you have to make. The roads are busy and your house is quiet or your house is busy and the roads are quiet. So I'm going to pick my house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a question for you. All right. Are you a good listener?
0: I am indeed.
1: Okay. What makes you a good listener?
0: Um, I have a real deep interest in knowing a person. And if you really listen, like I'm talking whole body listening to someone, you can understand who they are quicker than mm. by what they're saying to you. So
1: interesting. Um,
0: yeah. I've, I've, I've honed that skill of listening. Okay. Cause it serves me very well.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I have a quote. So we're uh, talking about listening this week and uh, why we should work to be better listeners. Isn't it? Absolutely. So there's this, uh, Stephen Covey quote that you sent off. That's, really good that says most people do not listen with the intent to understand they listen with the intent to reply so i think that's uh
0: i think that's the crux of it all yeah if you think about uh, most situations when you're in a conversation well there's a number of things that are going on one that we you know the brain can process like 450 some odd words um at a time Whereas we speak at something like one twenty-five to two hundred or something like that, so because we speak faster than or slower than our brains are able to take in, it gets distracted by other things because it's just so efficient at at um, understanding words. But I find that in a lot of communications, we spend a lot of time quickly hearing what someone is saying, but with the intent of, well, how am I going to... What does this mean is probably a question that we're asking what this person is saying, and how am I going to reply to it? And we spend so much time crafting what our next words are going to be that then we miss, I think, vital clues by not completely listening to a person.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think I can I can definitely be guilty of that. Uh, or at least, you know, you can see... And, I, and maybe this is me you know with more kind of meditation and mindfulness you start to become more aware of your inner dialogue and you start to become more aware of the fact that you're kind of thinking and speaking out loud when someone else is talking yeah and you're kind of you can react to them in your head and and almost kind of pick holes or you know I, I feel like that's kind of a lot of it is you know when you're in a at least a kind of conversation that involves a bit more intense opinions about something. Yeah. You know, there, there's a... you Instead of just the intent to listen, you have a kind of different intent sometimes as a listener to change that person's mind or influence their future behavior or whatever and so or you're not kind to of
0: influence as well to counter right. it so i, yeah. I want to hang on to my beliefs so <laughs> i'm yeah. listening for so so what we have what, what they call sort of filters so as you're speaking to me and, and even you know everyone has the filters you know they're going through my filter of is the things that you're saying to me believable is it congruent is it compatible with my thinking so it's going through that that filter um, and we're probably looking for um, either things to reject or things to accept. I'll accept that and let it in, or I'll reject it because it's completely off, out, on the wall. So, and we'll get to this, but one way to get past people's filters is to ask a question. And I think that came up in one of the things that, uh, articles that we read. But a way, and this is a nice tip for listeners out there as well. If you want to get past people's critical filters, the easiest thing is to ask a question because a question doesn't actually portray any information, but if for, if it's instead of going through the filter, I start focusing on how to answer the question as opposed to running the question through the filter, but try it out. Okay, so, okay yeah.
1: so give me an example of that. Like, Say I'm telling you about my day and I'm kind of, I don't know, going through the list of I don't know, the frustrated, you know, get to the wherever coffee shop that I'm meeting you at. And I'm like, oh, my God, this day, blah blah, and this happened, this happened. So if what's I was to say a, to you,
0: the reason that you're frustrated is because of the fact that, you know, this, there was no sun out today. So I'm starting to tell you the reason. Mm-hmm. So as I'm telling you why you're frustrated, you're running out through your critical filter to say, do I believe that? Does that latch up right. with my internal dialogue? But if I ask you what is it about today that made you frustrated, right? you're automatically forced internally to answer that question. I'm still going to get to the yeah. same result, which is to find out why you're frustrated, but I don't have to deal with your critical filter by because I've asked the question and gone around it as opposed to telling you sort of why.
1: Yeah, okay, that's interesting, yeah
0: so the whole thing for me for listening is there's there's you know there's um the statistic around meaning of communication and how we actually derive meaning from what we're hearing in a conversation and only seven percent of the words we pay attention to we only pay attention to seven percent of the words when we're in a conversation with someone the rest of meaning is derived through tone and body language so 93 percent of of the conversation, you're picking up the meaning from those two figures and only 7% words. Um, And if we are, I think when you're in your head and you're looking to counter whatever people are saying word-wise, then you're missing the nonverbal clues, you're missing the tone. And I think the most important piece that you miss is what's not being said. So we can get so focused on what's being said. We're not paying attention to the tone of voice and we're not paying attention to the body language.
1: You know, when I was doing this reading, it reminded me of that um, Malcolm Gladwell um, article or interview that we read from last week about... um, Well, he he kind of talks about... It was a different aspect of of stuff, but he was talking about being a journalist and about how intent the culture of journalism is on just quoting people's actual words rather than looking for their
0: for the meaning, for, the true for the meaning, meaning and, context. and
1: and and what they what the person that you're interviewing genuinely believes so he was recounting a instance in which he had been interviewed and i mean that's what he mostly does isn't it he goes out and interviews other people so he was kind of on the opposite um side of the table so to speak and yeah. and was interviewed and, and asked a question. He didn't say what it was, but he, he did say he thought about it over the night. And then he called the person back in the morning and said, you know, I've been thinking about what you asked me about this, and actually what I, what I actually think is more like this. And the journalist's response was, well, I have you on record saying X, yeah. so sorry. And he's like, you know, so his reaction to that in this interview was like, are we looking for what people are actually what they actually believe and what he was saying also is that sometimes you know what the way that people phrase it their beliefs sometimes the first time doesn't necessarily accurately portray how they really feel or what they really believe or what they really intended the meaning they intended to express so you know like you're saying if you're only focused on your response and they you know it's kind of solidifying their words only rather than looking for well what do you really mean by that and do you know like you're saying to question
0: so there's a couple of things i think going on there really i think that malcolm's sort of is highlighting there and one is a journalist or probably and we probably all do this if you so from the, that journalistic example that you've you know as a journalist i have a i'm probably interviewing you because of some story idea so already in my head, I have a bias as to what kind of information I'm looking for. Yeah. So I'm listening, but I'm listening to hear mm-hmm. confirmation of my idea or some counterpoint that I can use. So I'm trying to find something that I can make a soundbite out of. So I'm not actually paying attention to you. I got this filter running saying, ah, I need to find this piece of information to complete my article. I get it, write it down, done. do not actually really hear what you said and what it really means, and what the context is that piece of infinite information now fits into the context of my story so they come in with that filter and i think we do that with meetings so if you think about any meeting that um you're going to go to that you're preparing for you tend to think about who's going to be in the room and what they're likely to be able to say or to ask so you'll come with some pre context And then as you start to get into the conversation, that filter again. So you're either confirming or denying the very thing that you believe before going in.
1: It seems like that. Like the journalist, we're quite critical of journalism these days, aren't we? And like Mm. the kind of dramaticness of it all. But actually what you're saying, I think is right, that that's just an extreme example of what we all do. We all come in with an agenda even, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Into Even a conversation. conversation yeah, yeah. I'm coming home to, you know, what's the wife going to be like? What's the husband going to be like? And you might had a conversation earlier, um, you know, maybe you had an argument or whatever. And then on your way home, you're thinking you're going to pick up where you left off. So you already start gearing yourself up to have that conversation, and you're already in that context. So whatever mm-hmm. that person says to you, it's going to run through the filter of what you've already have in your head. Yeah. And what you were mentioning a little bit earlier about the whole mindfulness thing, and I think this is where, you know, if you want to be a really good listener, is, is to be able to have the confidence that you can deal with whatever piece of information that comes at you. So you don't have to be pre-armed with, with information or ammo with, with um, to counter-argue. So it's come almost open mind, in a yeah, sense, yeah, and just right. deal with what comes. Yeah, Um, And then if you don't have that context set, then I can truly pay attention to you to derive the meaning of what you're saying, and then make sense of that.
1: Yeah, it is it is incredibly rare, though. And I think the more we pay attention, because, you know, in a lot of these articles, and I think I agree with that we tend to pay attention more to how we speak. So there's lots of courses on how to, how to speak, communicate present. how to present <laughs> but also you know how to communicate better and n- nothing about how to listen
0: yeah no, absolutely. and
1: one of the things I, I found really interesting because um, one of the um, bits that I read was on the way of counsel So if you haven't um, come across that concept then there's this whole movement about um, learning how to communicate in a circle and make kind of, group decisions, or, or simply just speak without the same dynamics that you normally have. So the idea is you sit in a circle. And there's a few kind of rules. One is that there's a talking stick or talking stones, only one person speaks at a time. And uh, that there's a but there's a real ethos around how to listen in that space. And I, I just found that really interesting, you know, that it's something that you Know if you're getting trained in how to, you know, be in counsel and, and according to the way of counsel, then you're getting trained on how to listen. But you know,
0: yeah, well, I, I do a presentation course, uh, and one of the aspects of, of, of it, I do listening, but for the very reason that you just said, so we spend a lot of time learning how to speak, but we never necessarily spend a lot, of, we don't go on courses on how to listen necessarily, no. yeah. Um, And there's so much information you can find purely by by listening. what
1: I found really interesting in that book as well is how much they talk about the effect that a good listening has on the ability of the speaker to speak, like, truly what they want to say. So, you know, if you feel like, and this was in a few other articles with, like, more of a psychological experiment, you know, kind of intent, but the the way that you perceive the other person listening. You know, we take social cues all the time, don't we? If, yeah. you, see, if you think that you're starting to bore the other person. Yeah, you so kind if of, I started looking off into yeah. space. <laughs> yeah. And, and head so, down, blah, like, blah, get on my blah, phone, blah. Blah. you know. And turn you so, into the Charlie
0: Brown lady. Well, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I know,
1: exactly. Well, it's funny because, you know, as a parent trying to get my kids to listen to me, it's like, you know, I always say to them, listening eyes, because... You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm listening, and I'm like, but you have to, you know, look at someone, and you know, it, it, you know, it influences whether or not you think someone's listening. And I, I've had friends, and I've had other people in class where they listen with their eyes closed. Yeah. Have you come across these people?
0: No, but I can understand that.
1: But I, you know, and it's interesting because I've always thought, oh, well, you know, that's okay. But actually, that it, it sort of isn't in the way that we work. So it's a, a sort of. It's like this is what I need to listen but ignoring the fact that this is a social cue that you're giving off that you're not engaged in anything else besides like the word so you know it's there's a two-edged there's, thing I'm to that and when you, when you're talking to someone and yeah. their eyes are closed it's like it's weird.
0: Yeah, it's weird. But it's so there's a number of things, and that I think is interesting because so I know I've just spent part of this saying about, you know, meanings derived from tone and body language. And then in a situation you just put there, and a person's thinking about their learning. So if they're in an environment where they're trying to learn, um, mm. some people, that might help them because I want right. to concentrate on the words and not be distracted by the things that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Just like some people doodle, and then we we try and beat doodling out of people, but actually the doodling helps them to focus their mind and are actually taking in more information than if they don't doodle. But we huh, tend to think that, oh, they're doodling, they're not paying attention. Right. Um, so in that instance, that person's adapting to their learning style, which is if I'm not distracted by the visuals, then I can actually pay attention to the words and get the information that I need. Yeah. Or I'm a doodler because the doodling helps me to be present in the room. That's why I doodle yeah, because I can take it. So that, I think you, you know, yeah, again, I, that the is context really interesting.
1: again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this, um, you've, you've said a couple of times now, mm-hmm. listening. And hearing, because I sent you that clip from White Men Can't Chomp. Yeah, Trump, that's right. I? <laughs> yeah. And, and the difference between listening and hearing is a, another one. So, because I get accused of that all the time sometimes, because I'm, you know, when I, when I go on trips inside my own head, so, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not paying attention, so I can hear you, but I'm not listening to you, which I've mastered that art too, you know.
1: Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. all you hear is like that cartoon dog going blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah.
0: So, and this is the interesting thing. And let's take a quick break because I, I wanted to talk about sound mm-hmm. as well. But on, And I'm just thinking that's a good cue for this idea about um, the fact that we can't turn off our ears. That's the one, you know, like your eyes, you can yeah. naturally close. And I can choose not to touch you. But the one sense that we can't naturally turn off is I hear and once it's activated it's just always on yeah so let's uh we'll take a quick break and let's talk about that
1: the havana cafe sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation clay and i started meeting over coffee at the havana cafe from these meetings the havana cafe sessions podcast was born and as an independent podcast It is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. (laughs) Ha ha. Leave a review for us on iTunes. Or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show. By going to havanacafesessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. Okay, yep. tell me about sound.
0: Yeah, so and I'll have to get the book and put it into the um, the show next, but it's, it's it was something along the the resonance of sound or something like that. Um, I can't remember the title exactly, but essentially. Um, and this is something, because because when I started getting into audio and making podcasts and doing the internet radio stuff, I really, really got into audio. So, and my thing always when I'm into something is just to read a thousand books on it. So um, I got a whole library of books on just sound. <laughs> and yeah. one of them is like the resonance of sound or something like that. And then one of the points that he, that he makes in it is that this, you know, the our two major senses are sight and sound sound is the first one to develop. So even in the womb, the baby right. can hear. Yeah. Um, but then once you're born and, you know, because assuming everything works, sight begins to dominate in terms of a sense that, because you, you know, you're mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. But one of the points he makes is that once your ears turn on, they're on. There's no right. natural way to turn them off. So you're always processing sound. And you never really think about how sound Like we're able to sense distances and the things around in the room from you by the stuff that's coming into your Hmm, ears. Yeah. Um and and these filters get in the way sometimes because imagine if you actually paid attention to all the sounds in your environment. Yeah. yeah, You probably wouldn't be able to, to think. So while we can't turn them off, we can filter. So at the moment we're probably both just aware of each other's voice mostly. But if we were to stop and if everyone then we stop talking and the listeners are listening
1: a really good example of that is like mother hearing. so mm. I don't know like I feel like there's something that gets turned on when you give birth about knowing when your baby's crying so you're filtering out all the other sounds and I'm a really good sleeper like yeah. I sleep really deeply and stuff. So there was I suppose before I had kids there was always a question in my mind like I, you don't really believe you're going to wake up you know and you're kind of worried that oh, yeah. something you know the baby's going to be crying and but they make the tiniest noise and somehow you're awake and it just you have no idea how that happens yeah, but you know my like typical exactly. my husband can just sleep through i think that that's quite a typical thing too until and what what's what is really interesting too is that when my second son was born the first son was still not sleeping through the night, so you know instead of him ta- them both tag teaming me, we kind of man on man kind yeah. of action and uh I stopped hearing my older son uh-huh. and and my husband started just immediately hearing him, so it's not i suppose a there, there's something i don't know what it is that you you're kind of listening out mentally for some kind of noise, and that must have been what it was like when you were asleep, you know. In the olden, olden days.
0: Yeah, well, again, you can't turn it off, can you? But you probably, you know, again, this the idea about this the sort of depth and power of the mind in that sense. So mm. you've got this filter, but then you say, okay, well, this sound means I need to do something. And so your brain recognizes that, well, that's my baby. Out of all the other sounds that may be going on or not going on, when you hear that one, then it triggers you to do something. Likewise, if you haven't heard your kid for a while,
1: yeah, totally. Do you think, oh, suddenly my, it's, it's too dead, too quiet,
0: too quiet going yeah. on. Yeah, so yeah. and you get those, you know, again, you get the the cues to say, okay, we need to do something with this sound or lack of sound. So, and I and it's interesting because you know you do these these tests to say, you know, are you visually oriented or kinesthetic or mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. auditory? Um, and I think. Because I'm, I'm quite into sound, but visual So yeah. And I think the context always sort of shifts. So I like to see things. Um, and if I see something, I can usually replicate what I see. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to learn, then I have to hear it.
1: Okay. So
0: I never took notes during university. If I was taking notes, then... I did worse than if I just sat still and and like listened. Yeah, right. Um, and then to study, I, if I studied with a group and we talked,
1: okay, right, then yeah, zzz, yeah.
0: Then rock and roll. But if I had to, you know, just read the words and you know, right. write and do notes, then I can't. My recall is just you know kind of gone.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Whereas for me, if I write something down, somehow it gets planted in my brain. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's yep. fascinating. Yeah. So, you yeah, I, so
0: would you, would you say from thinking of your well, your five senses, which one is your dominant sense or which one do you rely on?
1: I mean, I think I really, if I, if I write something down and I see it written, like it, I'm really bad at remembering names. So right. if you, you know, come up as a new person and tell me your name, if I – I've started putting it down in my phone. So if I type it in my phone,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. in that little note section, then I, and I've seen it written, then I'll remember it. Yeah, But it otherwise it goes in and out my head. But like you said, if someone's trying to explain something to me, like I'm the worst person to read instructions. I like notoriously I don't yeah. read instructions, whether it's like food or, you know, like it's, it's just like my worst nightmare yeah, to yeah, have yeah. to put something together and actually have to sit down and read those instructions. But if someone explains it to me, like this is how you do it and they show me or they explain it like orally, then, then I feel like I can take it in a bit better.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: yeah. But you know, it was also speaking of sound. I'm remembering that, um, you know, there was that, uh, on being interview on that podcast on being, yeah. uh, about sound where the guy was, a uh, like audio and like environmental audio, I can't remember what he called. Nature ethno- ethnographer audio, someone I don't right. know. I can't remember what he called himself. But anyway, his whole job was to record nature sounds. Okay. And so his whole thing was about listening and about how little we listen to what is around us. And again, how hey, think
0: about this. Try this experiment. This is a one that you can try at home. Um, just watch a horror movie. Put, turn only the sound to the down sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and put happy music playing while the horror it doesn't have the same effect oh no as definitely listening, not listening to the, the oh and of you sound can
1: only hear the horror music sound and get freaked out
0: yeah yeah, oh, yeah and it's and there's so much and you never realize how much and again another book that i read and he was talking about sound again and he and i never really thought about how much actually um sound is inputted into the environment like the sizzle of a of a steak mm. like he was doing some work with the restaurant and you know you got all these logos and things like that but it was the thing that increased the sort of foot footfall and memorableness was the sizzling of the steak cooking people could remember that that distinctive sort mm. of sizzle and if you think about think about the like if I, and I, I, I won't do it here but you're yeah, true um we've got the Microsoft sound you've got the Apple sound Think about the yep. Tesco's, like branding that, that, with yeah, sound. Yeah, they brand brand with sound. McDonald's, they say those words, and you, but there's a sound that goes along with that, just a little cue. And yep. then just like your f- filter, you were just saying, and that uh, actually I might be paying to some other thing because I can't turn my ear off. I'll hear that sound, and it'll trigger some stuff in me. So yeah, yeah there's a it's lot, really subtle yeah, too. That yeah, stuff, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. And sound, I think, is so yeah. much, uh, so underrated. But it's so powerful. Mm, yeah. Now there was something that you said to me over the weekend, and I don't know because you couldn't see me and you couldn't hear me that I was just shocked. Oh really? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it was a music thing. I couldn't believe it. And he's like, Ah, music. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, you. music. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like What? Yeah, yeah. And I, like, I thought I knew this girl as well, man. I, and it's like, Ah, uh, you can't. Uh, it just but destroyed. But you know, me. but what, what am I? Listen. Listen or hear you? <laughs> hear
1: me. I love silence. I'll
0: listen to you. I don't want to just hear you. I,
1: I do. I love silence. I do not listen to... The, so, I think some of it's uh, just like how I grew up. Like, I did not grow up in a household where people had music on. Mm. So, it's just not something I remember to do. Now, my husband is the music person. So, I, it's something that kind of...
0: I find that incomprehensible to me. Like, music's like everything.
1: Yeah. See... I mean, I I really like that he turns on music, so he turns on music, and we do kind of like similar things. Mm. Um, although I don't I I don't feel like I have a really strong personal taste, so I'm kind of quite easy to go along. But um, it doesn't occur to me to turn music on. You know, I see, I think, I think through
0: it, music and and no, feel through music, and
1: I I don't mind yeah, I when music is in a cafe in the background with a bunch of other sounds because then I can tune everything out, and, and it, that does help me focus. Mm. But, like, S- Stephen listens to music in his headphones while he works, and I can never do that. I find mm. it so distracting.
0: So I can't do it if I'm, if I'm reading because I'm a word man, and I love words, so I don't read to music because I'm, words – piqued my interest so if i'm hearing well, that's, words that
1: is part of my problem in the lyrics and i want right. to listen
0: to that and if i'm reading and i got m plus my own so there's like three at least three voices in my head if yeah music is now i did
1: t- i did do piano my entire kind mm. of childhood so all the way through high school i played piano so if i was to so ask you not- what's the
0: soundtrack of your life would you be able to Play me your soundtrack. We're gonna to have to do. I do this. Oh, okay, segment. I'll do that with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do a radio segment where I interview people through the soundtrack of their lives. So I get them to pick five to six tunes that were okay. meaningful to them for whatever reason it is. Yeah, it's like that. Desert Island Discs. Yeah. is kind of. Um, so our own, that'd be interesting own, yeah. to to get your sound. We're, we'll do that. Let's let's. Desert let's Island Discs. Do it
1: must mean I'm famous now.
0: Yeah, we're gonna do that one <laughs> because I I I won't get to really really know you through it until I know you through your. Music.
1: Dylan, Bob Dylan, <laughs> yeah. tells you everything about me.
0: Does it, Bob Dylan? I don't know. No, I don't think it does. I think no. this. No, nah, no. I think you know what. I mean, this I, is just I, a snap uh, from understanding you. I think Bob Dylan appeals to something else in you, or
1: I like music with like poetic words. That's yeah. why I really like yeah, Eleanor okay. Brown's yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, because her like it. All the the music is like a background to yeah. me and it's really important but even when i was playing piano i play really rote you know i can yeah. i can read music and i can play but it doesn't come from me yeah. like words yeah you know yeah so that i always tend to kind of pay attention to that aspect more ironically i do i have really in recent years gotten into folk music which okay. is okay and a lot of the folk music that we listen to is like Gaelic because, of course, my husband's Scottish. Yeah. So, you know, you don't you're hearing a, a voice, but you don't know what they're saying because those words don't have meaning to you. So that I, that I find that kind of quite yeah. interesting, you know how yeah, people's voices are. Yeah, I'm a big lyrical are... man as
0: well. It's the lyrics yeah. first to me, and then it's the bass. I think. Well, in terms Bob Dylan, of the sounds, I'm a poet so first. Yeah, I love the I love the lyrics. If they got lyrics and a good beat, I'm down. Um, but you know what? I started listening to this week, and at the same time, I got the shocking news from you about <sighs> yeah, not yeah. being into music. Is that um, I was desperate to understand death metal because I can't really <laughs> stand this stuff. But the book that I'm reading right now. Um, is about poetry and pop music and he has a number of different essays in there where he's talking about the complexity of death metal and I think I just can't stand this stuff so I was determined on Saturday that I was going to understand it and actually having put it in my earphones and forced myself to just get into the into it it's actually quite interesting okay yeah it's like okay so i'm even making a playlist of the stuff now and and it's uh yeah it's fascinating because i wonder how
1: much like different sounds and tones and stuff resonate with you as a like constitutional person you know how we've talked about ayurveda and you know, you have this like, or personality types and stuff where yeah. you are. And of course, in, um, in kind of yogic world, you, each of your chakras have a different resonance. And so when I was in India, you can get um, these Tibetan singing bowls. And uh, they're kind of these round metal bowls that come with a, a wooden kind of handle thing. And if you, yeah, like if you go round and round and create the vibration, it kind of makes this amazing sound. And depending on the size of the bowl and the shape, it'll make different kind of sounds, different frequencies. Yeah. And so I was in a place where there were so many of them and you could try them out. And they, you know, the guy there was like, you need to find the one that you really like, yeah. you know, so go around and see which one kind of speaks to you. And it was really where you, you, go through certain sounds and you're like, no, it's too much, too high, too low or whatever. And then you find something that you're like, yeah, that, that really feels good. But also speaking of listening to people, I think that's also true of people's voices because yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently and there was a woman and ironically she was speaking about, um, worries as a, a it was a writing podcast that I listened to she was kind of speaking about worries as a writer and as a creator and stuff. And her voice was like just listening to her. She had a real like high, airy kind of voice. And it was like you could tell she was an anxious person by nature right. just from listening to her. And I found as, as nice as what she was saying was there, I, I couldn't listen to her voice. I found it really irritating. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it was too – there was something about it. And I think – There's so many layers of the way that you listen and kind of how much of what someone's saying you can take on just based on all of these other factors. I think it's cool because
0: the military uses that as a weapon sound, don't they? So if they want to disrupt your sort of... Well, there's a couple of things they can do with sound. One, just to disrupt you, to play really discordant music, and that apparently drives people...
1: Really? Right.
0: uh, And... um, so they, and there's other, certain other frequencies that actually cause you physical pain in terms of the sort of sound and yeah. um, frequencies. And the so Dothraki. Right. Oh yeah. The charge. So <laughs> well, says that's like a Scottish
1: thing too, isn't it? There are, or Native American. Yeah. There's a lot of groups yeah. that scream as they come into battle. I
0: mean, you can do sound for so many different things, yeah. you? for healing, for, you know, for battle right. we used to use it, Have you sound? ever had
1: a sound shower? These like hippie things at festivals where you can have like a gong no. shower. It is a gong shower. Well, I have a,
0: I have a, a sound shower every time I listen to music. So yeah, true. that's what my music is all about. You know, depending the, on what mood I'm in or if I want to change my mood, I, mm-hmm. I surf the sounds of the music. Yeah. yeah. And I can almost for any situation, I can come up with a music, piece of music that'll fit that situation. Yeah, all right. I have a serious musical catalogue. So okay, on this so. idea about listening, so what's what's our summary here? And and it's just sort of, uh, um, I guess, if I was offering tips on listening for me, it, what I say to people is again, listen for what's being said, listen to how it's being said, and then pay attention to what that person's doing with their their body in that. And then most importantly, the sort of fourth thing is to listen to what's not being said and it's through those four components that you can really
1: yeah. understand where
0: the person is trying to communicate to you
1: i think for me what i'm gonna try and do more because i think this is one of those topics that reading into it i'm like yeah i want to get i want to actually make more of an effort in this this space because I think listening is so important and being able to listen without offering advice or it's, it's a it's a tough balance to get where you still feel or the other person still feels like you're engaged, but you're not engaging in the ways that we habitually engage with people mm. like offering advice or, or asking a
0: question even or but asking so, questions
1: yeah. is okay, but it, it depends on the question doesn't yeah. it? And because like, you
0: could take them on a different track. So that's the sort other of yeah. thing. If you, if someone comes to you with a problem, and this is another skill in listening, if someone comes to you with a problem, um, yes, I, I'm not saying not ask questions, but let the person completely express what they want to say because you can take them off the right or the different tangent. They, yeah. You know, they may be trying to say what they're saying and they're stumbling around, but you'll ask a question and you guys are starting a conversation about that, but that might not be the thing that that person wanted to Talk about,
1: but I think there's a, a, a real kind of practice of mindfulness too yeah, with being aware of what's going on inside you as that other person. So even though there's an important outward focus of all of this stuff that is, you know, the person's trying to communicate to you being aware of the internal dialogue when it starts up and what it's saying in yourself mm. is I think really important because otherwise it's not that it's not happening It's that you're not being mindful of it. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yes. And you just sparked that we have to talk about self-talk.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: listening to the voice that's in your head. Yeah. Because I think that's an important thing as well. You've just kind of highlighted there. What is the self-talk and how, how well do you listen to yourself? And we all have that voice in our head that's speaking to us. And, you know, is it talking to you in a negative way, in a positive way? Um, sometimes it takes on different characters in your life or some important people that were in your life or, you know, someone who has a lot of influence on you. So, and it's, the, you know, some, some, I think I can't remember where I read it, but it's the quality of the conversation that you have with yourself as well and how well, mm. you, well you listen. I think that's um, another important. Yeah, because sort of oftentimes
1: this, this dialogue's happening and it's not totally conscious, isn't it? We're not mm. actually really listening to what we're saying. And, but, but it's influencing us. Yeah. yeah. And then that
0: quiet little voice that we don't listen to, that's actually the one that has the right answer that we all push yeah, it in yeah, the crowd. Yeah. It's really silent, but all the other voices in your head are a lot louder. And they say, yeah. no, do this, do that. <laughs> and that little quiet voice that you can barely hear is often the one that... This
1: might be something that we just need to have a different um, yeah, yeah. No, whole, we could do. uh thing yeah. about. But the other thing I, I think is really important is when to when to not listen, but maybe that's a different topic because I do think that there's times in which, like you're saying, like in yoga, I say, turn down the volume of the self-talk, you know, you have the option to just go, "Mm, I'm not going to listen to that dialogue, turn it down. But also there's people in our lives that, you know, we have to deal with for whatever reason. But there was a a friend of mine had some really interesting advice about how If you're listening to somebody that you have to deal with, but they're a bit aggressive or they really rile you up for some reason, she said, you you can listen for a few minutes. But if it's the same old thing and you know you're going to get wound up by it, instead shift your focus to just the sound of their voice rather than the words that they're saying, Mm. which is sort of the opposite of what we're talking about. So you kind of need to be more skilled at listening in that sense, too, to figure out when you need to stop listening to the meaning because... When you have to develop that man's sense of hearing all, yeah. but not listening.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: But, it, but I didn't... I had never thought of that before. Like, you could... Because in a way, you're listening then. Like, in my, um, in my novel, The Boatman, the Boatman does exactly that as a character with the other characters on the island is he listens to their stories that they tell him, but he listens to the undercurrent of the story and kind of... What they're really trying to say and what you know and sometimes instead of focusing on the specific issue in the specific word if you just listen to the tone of someone's voice you can kind of get to a deeper truth about yeah, how they're feeling yeah so it's I suppose it's not when you stop listening but that you can shift your way of listening yeah to get to different kind of
0: absolutely and i think that's an important key thing to listening is being able to shift around in those two things so if you if you want to get deep meaning and deep truth, then pay attention to body language and tone, because that's where the ninety-three percent of meaning is derived from. You know, if you're wanting to focus on the analytical or the, you know, the pure information. So I don't need, to, I don't want your under, I don't want the emotional impact of your words, and just pay attention to the words themselves. Necessarily. yeah, and yeah. It's,
1: it's a way of kind of keeping yourself at a distance if that's what mm. needs to happen or something
0: and it's interesting and i love this topic because i'm just thinking of all the different things you can do with sound like even when you're listening to someone like if i'm if someone in the scenario that you just described i have this way of and the best way that i can describe is i just let the sound pass through me
1: that's what she was saying yeah, too yeah
0: and it'll just go and i can feel it just go whoosh, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go inside of my, it doesn't stick Brain, it's like, yeah, and then but they can probably tell as well because I'm think my eyes kind of go vacant. <laughs> the lights are on, but nobody's usually, home. Usually, baby. <laughs> the people that
1: are doing that kind of talking don't notice that, yeah, kind no, of they thing. don't because they're too busy, yeah,
0: too busy um, talking. So, yeah, so for, and from a listening, listening point of view, it was just those sort of four things I think pay attention to what they say, how they say it, uh, what they're doing with their body, and what's not being said. Yeah. And that whole idea of 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 mindfulness and um and the one thing that helps me a lot is from a from a put myself in the right space to listen is don't be afraid to lose yourself. So I can turn off my critical filters because I'm not afraid to lose myself because I know when we're done I can find myself because sometimes we have the filters up because I don't want my beliefs to be shattered mm. or altered or um, so I have those filters on because what you say <laughs> might change me. I don't want to be changed. So I think if you're really going yeah. to a space to listen, hmm. you're going to be up for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is really interesting. Well, it's going to be one of my uh, non-New Year. It's not a new year, but a it's year. Uh, it feels like a resolution yeah. kind of thing for me is, yeah, actually making more of an effort to do that is can be really important.
0: And one last thing, I'll leave listeners with is use your phone, or if you got a, a, extra, a external recorder, but make some soundscapes um, of, a, of an area. So if you go into town or whatever, just have that on and, and record like you know three minutes of sound. But then listen back to soundscapes. Or you can go on the internet if you like and just Google soundscapes, because it's interesting. Because like you watch videos and you're seeing distracted by the sounds, but just Plug in your earphones, and it's best to listen with your earphones because then you can really sort of hear and and just you know take that trip on the soundscape.
1: Oh, your phone too is not good enough as well because you know when I went home to Florida, one of the things I really wanted to do was record the crickets. Do you miss that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just miss that so much, that kind of feeling, because of course you know quite a lot of the year you have your windows open don't you yeah. and then in the evening you can hear I that that really like <laughs> loud chorus that yeah. is just in the background and I really wanted that because that kind of sound is quite good for me when I'm writing because it's it's a white noise yeah, sound. It's a ambient sound but um but my yeah my phone couldn't get it so uh, I yeah. sat there well, yeah, and so I was like yeah, really got it and I was a like, really no. good soundscape <laughs> you want an external
0: recorder but yeah yeah absolutely.
1: crickets weren't loud enough they weren't
0: there okay I think that's uh that's a wrap. That's good. And can you hear Jimmy, or do you listen to Jimmy? <laughs> and we'll oh, we'll, God we'll, knows. we'll we'll have a link to that in the show notes, so you can see that clip. Are you listening or hearing?
1: <laughs> this episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you would want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode um, if you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the Contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um joining in the conversation is very very helpful thank you so much for listening i'm sarah hunt and on behalf of clay Lowe, goodbye and we'll see you next week